welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Champoli, News Director at APPA. Our guest on this episode is Ben Collins, General Manager at Wisconsin Public Power Utility, Cedarburg Light and Water. He became General Manager of the Utility in September of this year. Ben previously served as Manager of Utility Planning and Projects for Marquette Board of Light and Power, which is located in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Ben, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Paul. Glad to be on. So, Ben, um, just to get our conversation started, could you offer additional details on Cedarburg Light and Water for listeners who may not be familiar with the utility? Sure. Uh, Cedarburg is a city outside of the Milwaukee area. It's about uh, 12,500 very proud Wisconsinites. Uh, the area has a very rich history, and it's a vibrant community with frequent festivals, a bustling downtown, uh, many thriving groups and organizations that create opportunities for community involvement. The citizens of the town established the utility in 1901, and since then a lot has changed in the industry and with our utility, but one thing has held pretty steady, uh, and that's the success of the public power model. We have a utility commission. It's made up of six commissioners and one representative from the city's common council. These people are the voice of the community and the guiding hand in our utility strategic planning, our culture, and some of our day-to-day operations. Light and Water partners with WPPI Energy. Uh, It's a member-owned public power utility with 51 other members in Wisconsin and the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. We are a 19-person utility, and in round numbers, we serve about 7,000 homes and businesses in the area, and we are both the electric and water provider. Our peak load is about 26 megawatts, and we pump around 42 million gallons of water per month. Okay, great. Um, so just in terms of timing, um, you know, given the fact that you started in officially in September, I thought it would be good to get some, some details from you in terms of how the transition has been so far in terms of your new role. Yeah, Paul, starting a new role in a new organization in a new city has its challenges, but really the commission and the staff here, as well as the retiring general manager, have been amazing. My husband and I have been warmly welcomed, and we're settling in quite well. It's been a really fast 10 weeks. I haven't had a lot of time to reflect, but when I am able to take a moment, I'm very pleased with how uh, the move has gone, and I'm constantly impressed with the hard work and dedication of the team here at uh, Cedarburg Light and Water. And I would imagine that, you know, you're not you're not coming to this role uh, cold in terms of knowledge of public power, given your, your prior position. How how has that helped in terms of this transition? That's a good question, Paul. Um, you know, it's I started in contracting, uh, in electrical contracting. I moved into uh, electrical maintenance in a large manufacturing facility and then into, you know, a public power utility in, in Marquette. Having that background in public power, knowing the resources that are there and that, um, you know, you're not by yourself. We're small organizations. With that, we need to look to other areas for help and our neighbors actually for help. So having that background and knowing that there was, you know, a lot of other organizations to reach out to uh, has has been very helpful. Uh, Cedarburg is a community. uh, It has a rich history. And with that history is a kind of a progressive outlook with regard to the community's resources. So maintaining that historical foundation but encouraging growth requires an open mind. And this tends to translate to strong community support for initiatives that have sustainability as a key component. We partner with WPPI Energy, Focus on Energy, and the APPA to explore and develop different initiatives. The local programs that are developed are actually guided by energy savings goals that we set annually. And a few examples of these programs include new construction design assistance for energy efficiency and environmental stewardship, 
This is where we can help uh, commercial and multi-tenant developers uh, implement key uh, strategies in terms of energy efficiency and sustainability. We also help our business customers with level one energy audits, RFPs for energy efficiency, and some of the incentives that we offer are with smart thermostats, uh, as well as home energy assessments. Over the few years that we've been uh, incentivizing the smart thermostats, we've already had about 100, um, well, actually almost 200 uh, of, of those incentives utilized. We have Choose Renewable, which is an option for our customers to support the generation of uh, power from renewable sources by purchasing renewable energy for their home or business. We have rate structures that promote energy use during non-peak times, as well as a local CFL recycling program. With our energy supplier, WPPI Energy, we track and report our greenhouse gas emissions attributable to our customers' use. We've also invested in energy efficiency and energy education programs with the local school districts, as well as uh, even using a deed grant from the APPA to investigate energy savings potentials of smart thermostats used with electric resistive home heating. And this was a pilot program that we put into place and has been relatively successful. On the distributed generation side, with the assistance of WPPI, we're able to provide renewable energy grants for nonprofits. This program helps to fund 50% of the total project cost up to $20,000. And with this, nonprofits are able to deploy renewable energy technologies that help them manage their utility expenses and allow more of their funds to be used for the programs that they develop and the communities that they serve. For the regular residential customer or commercial customer, we're also able to support them with their uh, distributed energy resource uh, questions uh, by utilizing our energy services manager. He walks them through the process step-by-step and assists them with any additional information and resources that they can use to help them make the best decision for their home or business. We also have a robust capital improvement and maintenance program. These programs are the key for us to provide safe and reliable service to our customers. Okay, and with respect to the capital improvement and maintenance uh, area, can you expand in terms of... um, yeah, are there any specific projects underway or recently completed that you think might, might be worth highlighting? Sure. So <clears throat> the distribution system at Cedarburg Light and Water uh, used to be a 4,000-volt system. Uh, we've been upgrading that system over the past probably five to six years uh, to a uh, 24 uh, or 25 kV system. Uh, and that has created more reliability in our system, more capacity. It's also positioning our utility to be able to handle some of the changes that are coming down the line uh, in terms of uh, EVs, as well as uh, decarbonization through electrification and some of the programs that are are being uh, adopted at the federal level as well as the state level in Wisconsin. I don't know if, uh, if you can answer this or not, but... Um... You know, I've been in in my interviews with other public power executives. I've I've been asking about this topic, so I think it would be re- I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about it as well. Are you seeing anything in terms of uh, uh, ongoing supply chain challenges as it relates to specific projects you guys may be working on? It uh, supply chain, Paul, is a huge issue um, for utilities right now. We have projects that uh, are carrying over year to year because we can't uh, get our hands on transformers. As much as we try and plan for delivery, those delivery dates are usually not met, and we're seeing, you know, we're seeing projects that should take, you know, a season to complete take two. Uh, we have we have orders out for equipment that should have been delivered 
months ago that we probably won't see uh, for six months. And we have orders that we're placing now that we won't see equipment for three years when previously, you know, we would see it in about eight to 16 weeks. Uh, so supply chain is is definitely a consideration. And it's something that we're having conversations with our local developers, as well as, as um, the city council and permitting uh, to make sure that they know, you know, we can't react as quickly as we probably previously could. Uh, just because we don't have the the equipment available to do so. And I guess it's fair to say at this point, unfortunately, that there's still no real visibility in terms of when things might ease on that front, right? No, I, I you know, if if I could uh, see the future, I wouldn't be in this job. Right. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I hear you. Um. So so Ben, just to, just to wrap up question for you, could you talk about your long term goals as general manager for the utility? Sure. We kind of talked about this a little bit already, but the utility industry is currently undergoing structural and systemic changes that really it hasn't seen in a very long time. Uh, these changes are touching almost every aspect of the business from the way that we interact with our customers to the expectations that our employees have with regard to benefits and work-life balance. And from an operational standpoint, you know, even how the electricity is generated, delivered and consumed and how we ensure that that, that, that electricity gets uh, delivered uh, to our customers in a safe and reliable way. The same, the same aspects apply to our, our water side of the business, you know, our job is to provide a safe and reliable potable water supply, and those same things are are changing within the within the industry. I don't believe we can follow the old utility model of kind of a slow turning ship. Um, we need to plan to be nimble while still considering uh, what is sustainable. My goal for Cedarburg uh, Light and Water is to ensure that the utility is positioned and equipped now and in the future to provide excellent service, safety, reliability, and doing this all at affordable rates. We need to keep an eye to the future so that those, as those opportunities are identified, our customers and employees and the community can take advantage of them. And and just out of curiosity, in terms of you know, internal operations, is this everything that you highlighted and outlined? Um, I mean, I take it that you're going to be probably having some meetings internally, kind of flesh, flesh these out at some point? Yeah, you know, it's... it's um, it's a different way of thinking about how to run a utility, uh, being able to, you know, we need to have our data that we collect available mm -hmm. to us so that we can make decisions quicker. Right. Um, and part of that is, you know, modernizing how we collect that data, how we process that data and, and how we're able to turn that data in, into useful information. And is that, 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 that's a great point. And in terms of data collection, is that something that, um, what, what kind of additional opportunities do you see from, um, perhaps improving in that area? You know, some of the biggest opportunities, especially on the electrical side, uh, is the ability to extract more value out of the assets that you already have in the field, uh, as well as not have to over-design or redesign. So if you have the information of, of what's in the field, you know, what's being consumed, how much is being consumed, from an engineering standpoint, you can, you can make decisions uh, with that information to Utilize your equipment to 100% rather than, you know, having having a lot of uh, extra contingency factor built into the to the system. Well, Ben, thanks again so much for taking the time out of your day to speak with us, and uh, would love to have you back as a guest sometime next year to revisit these and other topics uh, once you've further settled into your to your role as general manager. Appreciate the opportunity, Paul. Thanks. Sure thing. Thanks for listening to this episode of Public Power Now. 
We're encouraging listeners of Public Power Now to take a few minutes to complete APPA's new reader survey, which seeks feedback on this podcast, as well as other APPA news offerings. Go to publicpower.org slash reader survey. I'm Paul Schimpoli, and we'll be back soon with more from the world of public power. 